Going Down to South Park is proudly brought to you by the Four Finger Discount Network. It isn't fair. I don't want to be an outcast. Ah. I'm not hearing that. Ah. Mr. Hanky? Howdy ho! Howdy ho, cow! Gosh, you're looking swell! Go away, Mr. Hanky. You know something, pal? You smell an awful lot like flowers! Kick ass. Welcome to Going Down to South Park, the podcast where we have ourselves a time. This week we are here to review not only the very first Christmas episode of South Park, but the very first musical episode. It is Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Poo. I'm Dando. And I am Guy, and uh, he loves me, and I love you. <laughs> yes, that is certainly. And we love all of you listening as well. That's right. So, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Poo, I'm not going to lie. I have not rewatched this since I was. 10, 12, whenever this first came out. <laughs> I'm very annoyed at myself because this will also be entering my regular Christmas rotation because I've had so much fun watching this. The political satire mixed with just absurdness was so fun. And you sprinkle a little bit of Christmas sweetness on top of that yes. as well. Yeah. Say what you like about Parker and Stone. I think they may actually be sort of softies at heart. Oh, of course they are. You can tell that, yeah. <laughs> And it's just, you can tell they love Christmas as well. But the, to think that I was, I'm watching this right, I'm going, this came out in 1997 and it is somewhat more relevant now than it was in 97. <laughs> just, <laughs> I thought it was just the, the way they were taking everything down. You can't say this, you can't do that, you can't have this mm. decoration. I thought it was just fantastic. And then at the end they go, this is shit. It's like, You're the reason <laughs> it's like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always a big fan of a message where it's, you know, let's not focus on the stuff that divides us. Let's focus on the stuff that unites us. You know? mm. I mean, again, Parker and Stone, they tend to do that thing where, okay, we'll put a bit of a actually mean the message when they do it. But they also do it with a little bit of a bit of air quotes around like, okay, here's the message. But the message always makes sense. It's always very smart. It's always very logical. And it's always very heartfelt to mine. And never more so in this episode, I don't think. So I, I really appreciated that after all the to-do and conflict and hurly-burly about, uh, about Christmas and Hanukkah and the right way to celebrate the season, if there is indeed a right way to celebrate the season, it was basically, let's just all get together and enjoy the good stuff. Yeah, so, yes. <laughs> and, and on it. top of that, it's got a talking turd. What are your memories of this episode? Because my memories of it, when it first aired, every kid in the schoolyard was going, howdy ho! Again, the genius of Parker and Stone is that they're able to come up with this little catchphrases that are either nonsense or hilarious or whatever but yeah the minute you hear hi howdy ho yeah <laughs> you you can't stop yourself from doing it can you no and you have to do the symbols of howdy ho <laughs> yeah it, it makes it feel more complete when you do that actually that, yeah it is more fun. so um yeah i recall watching this back in 97 <laughs> and uh yeah it's got that real outrageous south park vibe to it but Maybe even more so because, <laughs> I mean, Mr. Hank is clearly a delightful character. He wants nothing but the best for everybody. He just wants to spread joy and happiness, but he's a turd. And, he, and he's leaving- The fact he's leaving shit stains all over the walls. He's leaving stuff. shit smears everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be so dreadful for Kyle to be this person who- clearly believes in Mr. Hanky and wants to share the message of love and joy with everybody, but nobody else believes it and all they see is just a turd in a box. The reactions from people are just some of my favourite moments in this whole episode. Just fucking great. I love it because, I mean, even the, 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 the quartet of main kids 
they're dirty little bastards, as I've said in, in previous episodes, but the minute the shoebox is opened, dude, sick. I think Kenny's exact response is, that is the sickest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but just imagine, I mean, if you're one of your best mates, hey, look what I brought for show and tell, and opens up a shoebox and it's a, <laughs> it's it's a piece of shit. <laughs> What would your reaction be? Oh, mate. You know, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Is it gross? Is it confusion? Is it, I'm a little scared of this man, but it's the, it's not even that. It's not the response. It was the dance. Dance. Yeah. <laughs> Jiggling his box. Yeah, so the, t- the turd in the shoebox is one thing. Your friend you know, jiggling it around saying, dance. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> Things have just kicked up a notch. So, um, I don't know. I was simultaneously disgusted and mightily amused by all the stuff to do with Mr. Hankey. Uh, but there's yeah, a lot to enjoy in this episode. But yeah, I just remember yeah, that that wonderful combination of like, oh, this is so gross but so funny. This is like one of those episodes that just gives me genuine belly laughs. I just I was in hysterics in certain aspects of this. Purely because I'm, I got about two thirds of the way through it and I've gone, I'm watching a piece of shit talk to a human and I'm <laughs> buying it. This is the genius of, of Trey and Matt. Like, I'm, I'm buying into this. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and the way they're able to uh, turn it into a musical episode as well, the way, uh, as he said at the very start of the episode, I mean, this is the first out-and-out musical episode of South Park. I mean, it's not a full-on musical, but, I mean, there's, a, a, what, three, three songs? songs? Three main yeah. songs, yeah, and they're all, they're all bangers. They're all really good. In their own certain way. They are. They've got lovely uh, melodies and uh, and harmonies and all that stuff, but they've also got really uh, clever and inventive lyrics as well. So clearly the um, they're laying the, the uh, setting stones for the Book of Mormon and South Park Bigger Longer and all, all Uncut, sort of showing their hand that's like, well, we're not just outrageous comedians with a poo fetish. We're also actually pretty nifty comedies, uh, musicians and songwriters as well. We've got the first introduction to not only a couple of characters, Mr. Mackie and Gray, and Craig Tucker, but also the very first Carl Bombs a Big Fat Bitch. <laughs> True. Yes, I'd forgotten that uh, that actually made an appearance in an episode before it appeared in yeah. Bigger, Longer and Uncut, the movie. I did. I, I love that Mr. Mackey showed up. I'm always a big fan of Mr. Mackey for some reason. I mean, yeah. I, I won't say he's my favourite character, but he definitely adds something to the great South Park tapestry. And I don't know if anyone who watched this would have seen the Parker and Stone introduction, but the mm. one they have on the DVDs or the Blu-rays or whatever, you know how they started with... By the fire. By yeah. the fire. Fireside, yeah. After a few of those, they turned into like cowboys for some reason. <laughs> and <laughs> this one, they talked about Mr. Mackey and how he was actually based on uh, Trey Parker's guidance counselor at, at high school. And okay. he puts on the Mr. Mackey voice and said, now I'm making a million dollars off him. But it's like Mr. Mackey, he's one of those characters who that that first season of Seinfeld was just so quotable. And I remember everyone walking around going, Okay. okay. First season of South Park or Seinfeld? Oh, sorry. South Park. I'm looking at Seinfeld cards on the wall here. Yeah, oh, South Park. Yes. By, by the way, if you're interested in hearing more about Seinfeld, you, you might want to tune into Talking Seinfeld from your friends yes. at the Four Figure Discount Network. That is correct. So, um, yeah, not only was Mr. Mackey based on Trey Parker's uh, childhood uh, guidance counsellor, he was also Mr. Mac- uh, Mr. Hankey himself was based on... Did you hear the story about this? I he did not. Based- Please tell us. So, Trey, when he was younger, based on... This is the story. Trey, when he was younger, I'm not sure what age, was going through a phase where he wasn't flushing the toilet. And his dad was not a fan of this. So, his dad said to him, look, if you don't flush the toilet, that shit 
will turn into Mr. Hanky and he will jump out of the toilet and he will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where Mr. Hanky comes from. And they originally were going to have Mr. Hanky as the main character for their show. So when they were first putting together a show, Mr. Hanky was going to be the main character. And obviously it evolved into what it became. But um, yeah, Mr. Hanky was always at the forefront of the South Park universe. That is Parenting 101 from... Uh from Mr. Parker. I hope you're going to employ that if uh, Elliot decides not to flush the toilet at some stage. Speaking of, have you seen the video where these girls are like singing some rap song into a computer screen, or into a camera, obviously, and then their mum walks in and goes, I think she's Scottish or she's Irish, or she's, she rants about the toilet not being flushed. Have you seen that? <laughs> I have not. So they're, they're like doing a live stream, like rapping to their friends, and the mum walks in and goes, who didn't flush the fucking toilet? Disgusting! And these girls' oh. reaction, they're just like... <laughs> It's the oh, fucking- if you can find that, put it up for the patrons. Oh, you should check. I'll send you a link after this. It's so fucking funny. These kids, just, <laughs> it's the awkward turnaround, like, oh, better turn this camera off. Oh, I love that. They're trying to influence as many people as possible, try to make the next viral TikTok or whatever, and like, you better flush the toilet. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, anyway, but you know, it's got here. This is an interesting little tidbit. So it, this episode was first viewed in about 4.5 million households during its original broadcast, the highest Nielsen rating to that date for any South Park episode, and the fourth highest overall for any basic cable entertainment program of the entire 1997. Wow. That just goes to show after only a handful of episodes or 10 episodes South Park was one of the biggest shows in the world. It's incredible, isn't it? The South Park snowball was gathering momentum, turning into an avalanche. It just, it, I remember it just did not take long at all, did it? It was just one or two episodes come out and then boom. I guess maybe because it came out earlier in America, there was a chance for word to spread in Australia. Everyone yes, was like ready yeah. for it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, 4.5 million households. It also shows how times have changed. People just don't seem to sit and watch TV at the same time very often. Unless it's like live sport or something like that. It's usually you watch it in your own time now, don't you? Very much so, yeah. I mean, there's one of the things I do for my uh, day job is put together a uh, sort of a ratings column, TV ratings column, and there's a lot of talk about, oh, yeah, catch up and iview and streaming and all that kind of yep. business as opposed to just, okay, we all sat down and watched maths last night at the same time. It's like, nah, some people did, but, you know, if we're going to, Add all the numbers together, we've got to take into account this and this and that and that. So, yeah, it's uh, really has become quite splintered, shall we say. So, yes, it's, it's nice to remember a simpler time when everyone sat down and gathered around the TV to watch. Howdy ho! Howdy ho! Or, what was your favourite moment from Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh? Uh, something I. I always love about yeah. South Park and also about other animated shows is when they throw a live action bit into it. Mm-hmm. So this I just, was so I, well done, wasn't it? I just love the Mr. Hanky commercial, make your own <laughs> Mr. Hanky. I mean, first of all, it's just a pitch perfect rendition or uh, mock-up of your average toy commercial. With Trey Parker's voice. <laughs> <laughs> love doing that Trey Parker voice. <laughs> So that was just great. I mean, I wish Dad was still alive. That was the that's the funniest part. Of it. It's all of it's great. I mean, they're fishing around in the toilet for a, you know their own best mitts. I want that one. Yeah. Um, but midway through, it's just like I wish Daddy was alive. And just it, I don't think they use the bow bow, but you hear a bit of sort of like hmm, <laughs> but then cut away and like, hey, where's Mister Hanky gone? Oh. I don't know if it's been smeared or even eaten by that baby. The baby's eaten it, yeah. 
It's so good. And everyone, I mean, it's just everyone's so amused by it. It's, oh, oh, I love baby. you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. Something else I dug was when the kids are all out in the playground and it's starting mm-hmm. to snow and they're like, oh, catch a, a snowflake on your tongue. And they're playing like peanut style music, you know, like- Well, the- a play on Charlie Brown's Christmas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that- um, I think it's Vince Garoldi is the guy who does it. But I'm a huge fan of that, that kind of music. Yeah. And to hear it show up in, in a South Park episode is like, oh, Trey and Matt are paying respect to the guys who came before. Or maybe they're just fans. I don't know. But uh, I, I, I enjoyed that very much as well. Gave it a Christmassy feel, didn't it? Absolutely. For me, I really enjoyed the long pause after, can we get rid of the Mexicans? <laughs> I just no, we can't. Rats. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love the purely because, you know, being married with kids that are just not obviously not playing with shit yet, hopefully never, but mm. the Carl's dad sends in the bed, you're going to go to bed now. Think about your poor mother who has to clean that mess up. What, what, what? Me? I always love Mrs. Broslovsky's what, what, what? Yeah, it's really good. Sheila. I don't, I don't understand, though, why when- the father was yelling at Kyle. Why was Sheila hiding behind him? Usually she's the, yeah, the antagonist. She, she's the one who's really laying down the law, but uh, mm. no, this time she was taking a bit of a back seat. Not sure why that was the case. I really enjoy the way she calls him Booby as well. Mm. <laughs> it's you're on good, Booby. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked the way that he was responding to the offensive words. So when he says, it's a stupid whop dago, and everyone gets offended, but it's when he's saying the words like, yes, bench. Bench. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they said chair at one stage and one person was offended by it. <laughs> this is so stupid. And the Cartman at the end, screw you guys, I'm going home. Talking poo is where I draw the line. Mm. I was like, <laughs> that's where I watched it going, that's that's it. We're actually watching a cartoon piece of shit talking to the to the crowd of people. Even <laughs> Cartman can't buy this anymore. Well, so it was just fantastic. Okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard. All right, trivia for Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. My first question is, yes. what is Stan getting for Christmas? Uh, it's the John Elway something. Who's John Elway? Do you know? I want to say baseball. It's a helmet. Wrong. Football. Football helmet, yes. Football helmet. With that in mind, mm. what is Cartman getting for Christmas? Or what, the- what does he think he's getting for Christmas? It sounds pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, the Ultra Vibe Pleasure. Uh, I'm going to say 2000, was it? 2000, indeed. 2000. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it sounds pretty sweet. <laughs> My next question is, Mr. Mackey says that Kyle is as screwed up as what? Um, He's as nutty as Chinese chicken salad, isn't he? That's right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My next question for you, Dando. Mm-hmm. Cartman sings the Kyle's mom song in what key? Ooh. D? Close. Or incomplete, shall we say. D, oh, D minor. D minor. D minor. <laughs> My next question is, what do they call the Christmas show in the end? <laughs> and that's my third and final question. Okay. It is the South Park Elementary Holiday Experience. Yes. I like that name, though. The Holiday Experience. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for anything experience, as yep. uh, listeners of Four Finger Discount will know, uh, to the point where <laughs> the lovely Louise's elder son is a buddy musician um, he's doing year 12 at the moment and has to sort of come up with a band or artist's name. <laughs> I was really pushing for the Isaac Jans experience. <laughs> Featuring Homer. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And Louise was like, I think we should see other people. (laughs) (laughs) My final question is, who was the composer of the experience? That's Philip Glass. Mm-hmm. Yes, noted minimalist musician Philip Glass. Correct. All right, guys, that is trivia for Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. We will be right back after this short break with our full in-depth review of the episode. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can show your support by joining the family at patreon.com slash Discount. Here you'll get ad-free early access to all of our shows, Zoom calls with Guy and myself, as well as bonus podcasts such as Tales of Futurama and Guy on Springfield, where we go back and revisit classic episodes from the first 10 seasons. So go ahead and join the family today at patreon.com slash discount. The original edit of Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh was December 17th, 1997. It was written and directed by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Those guys have had the fingerprints all over this show. It would have been great to have, <laughs> to have the most successful show in television and you are able to just create it, like write it and direct it. Like it's, it's your baby. Mold it the way you want. And it's 10 episodes in the most successful show. Not Maybe not the most successful, but one of the most successful shows on television Fuck, it must, have, it must have just felt like gods at that Absolutely. point. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry, I was giggling when you said fingerprints because I'm just thinking of the shit stains on the various walls. <laughs> so the episode kicks off with the kids all singing Merry Christmas songs. Are they singing Merry Christmas? Uh, what are they singing, actually? I mean, They're singing a Christmas carol of some kind. They are know, indeed. Says- and plus, it's not the traditional South Park opening. We don't get the traditional no. South Park opening credits. Instead, we just get a South Park Christmas across the yeah, top of the Yeah, I like that. They are singing, we wish you a Merry Christmas. That's what they're singing there. The very first Simpsons episode comes up, the Simpsons Christmas special. There's something about when it comes up Christmas special, it's like, this is going to be nice. You know, you know, it's going to, usually, nine times out of ten, it's going to end with a feel-good ending. Yeah. Stan is narrating the play. I like the way that they spoke it like a nervous child as well. Oh, yeah. Sort of just a little bit too fast, doing it like yeah. at 1.5 speed. I'm, I imagine like many people listen to our podcast. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a little bit too fast and uh, yeah, doing for breath and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was very, very good. They present the birth of Jesus. Very graphic for a kid's play. Oh, yeah. The actual labour pains. I don't think I've ever seen, um, yeah, Mary, the mother of Jesus, actually push Mary. Push. It's like, oh, that sounds kind of disrespectful. Garrison is directing. I love that he's got his really sort of poncy director- Chair pose, pose as well, yeah, yeah, yeah with his legs <laughs> crossed and everything. It's like, yeah, the guy clearly thinks he's you know directing Broadway here. Yeah, he li- he lives for this. This is this is his peak. Yeah, <laughs> but what kind of sick weirdo are you holding the baby by the leg? Uh, by the head, you got to hold it by the legs. He doesn't believe the labour pains. This is where Sheila comes in, Kyle's mum, and she's angry because Kyle is Jewish. Of course, why why would he be a part of this play? Oh God, you're not going to lay that Hanukkah crap on me. <laughs> <laughs> She explains that Jewish people don't celebrate Christmas, and the kids can't believe it. And Cartman says, oh, here we go, Carl's mom's here to spoil Christmas for everybody. And I used to use this all the time, because I was a bit of a chubby kid. So when he calls me fat boy, I'm not fat, I'm festively planned. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that Cartman's justifications probably helped a few chunky boys yeah. um, through through the early days. I'm, I'm big band. If people used to like say like make fun of my weight, I'd be like, yeah, yes. And then like, they get a laugh, and I'm fine. You know, <laughs> They wouldn't pick on me anymore. <laughs> Garrison asks if there's you know anything that Kyle can do, and then Kyle suggests, "Well, I can sing Mr. Hanky." And I like that Sheila immediately is a bit nervous. She's like, "Oh fuck, not mm. this again!" <laughs> and see what is what happens when you raise your son as a pagan. <laughs> I'm not a fan of everything having to be explained. 
you know, I think it's a, a problem with it's a problem with modern pop culture. So you got to mm-hmm. explain everything. You know, you got to have backstories for everything. But I would have been interested to learn how Mr. Hankey came into Kyle's life. We don't really sort of learn that in this episode, do we? We just know that he believes in Mr. Hankey. Yeah, there's a history there. Maybe it comes in a later episode, I'm not too sure, but there's definitely a yeah. history there. I want to know what age did he first start developing this Mr. Hankey character? Mm. Yeah, cause he's, so he's meant to be real, right? Well, if, if more than one person believes in him, and everyone yeah. sees him at the end, Mr. Hankey. So. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, he's a real thing. He's not just a delusion of Kyle's. It's great. We're skipping ahead here. I'm going to skip ahead here. but That's fine. It's terrific that Chef, who is usually portrayed mm. as the voice of reason on the show, is the one who goes, what, y'all don't believe in Mr. Hankey? Because everyone's like, oh, Chef believes in him. He must be real. Yeah, yeah. Why would Chef lead you astray? He's, he's the one who will always give it to you straight. Kyle, is there anything you can do for a Christmas play that isn't related to Jesus? How about the dreidel song, Bobby? I can sing the Mr. Hankey song. The Mr. Hankey song? How does that go? Mr. Hankey, the Christmas poo. He loves me and I love Christmas poo. What the hell is Christmas poo? Mr. Hankey, the Christmas poo. Haven't you guys ever heard of it? Kyle, that is enough. See, that's what you get when you raise your child to be a pagan. Now that does it. I am going straight to the mayor about you, Mr. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Was it the pagan remark? Wendy points out, look, it's snowing outside. The kids all go out to taste Christmas snowflakes. The bird shits in Kenny's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It's like bottom barrel humor, but it's just funny. And they say, Kyle, you can't eat these snowflakes. Jews can't eat Christmas snow. They ask Officer Bar Brady. No. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly he's never heard this thing before and has to come up with an answer on the fly. Yeah. Uh, No. (laughs) Safest option is no. They go to the mall to ask Santa for presents. They say Kyle can't come. And Kyle sort of like says, well, at least I get presents for eight days. Yeah, stupid dreaded things. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle says he's got Mr. Hanky. He explains that he comes when kids have a lot of fiber in their diet. Santa, but I do have Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo. What, what is this about Christmas poo, dude? Mr. Hanky, he comes out of the toilet every year and gives presents to everybody who has a lot of fiber in their diet. Uh, Kyle, come on, Shishi. You are really reaching right now. Well, you're going to be sorry when you see me riding around on Santa's sleigh with Mr. Hanky, fat ass. You're not going to ride on Santa's sleigh because you're a Jew, Kyle. They get away with so much on this show, don't they? They're laying it on thick. They like really do, and I mean... One would hope that the kids who are watching this, and or the young people, the youngsters who are watching this, are taking your, <laughs> taking away the right lesson from this. Like, Cartman's an asshole. Don't be anti-Semitic. My argument, though, is that if you're a parent and you're allowing your child to watch this, then that is your fault because yes. this show is not intended for children. That's true, and it is inco- it is incumbent upon you, as a parent or guardian, <laughs> to say. Yeah, to provide a bit of uh, hard rails, shall we say. <laughs> um, yeah. Bumper rails. So, okay. You realise he's the bad guy. But, ma'am, he's cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, Cartman's a little dick. <laughs> Cartman's a little asshole. It's hard to be a Jew on Christmas. My friends won't let me join in any game.
all these candles. Tell me, please. I'm a Jew. I really like this song. It's a lovely song. I'd be merry, but I'm Hebrew. Hebrew. That's exactly what I've written down as well. <laughs> We're very on the same page today, Dan. That's good. <laughs> the crowd are then offended by everything. They're chatting to the mayor and they say how the nativity scene is offensive. And, you know, we can't have any Santa or Frost or any of that crap as well if you're going to take that down. Then we have the people who are against the cutting down of trees as well. Just absolutely absurd. And Jimbo's sick of the flaps on coffee lids. You shouldn't be driving with it. If you don't want to spill your coffee. So the mayor suggests that they have a new icon for Christmas. And this is where Carl says, what about Mr. Hanky? And immediately, his parents are like, oh, God, not again. Mm. <laughs> don't mind him, mayor. He is a disturbed little boy. <laughs> the mayor says she's going to put a team together to create the most non-offensive Christmas ever. Are there any other suggestions? Yes, Mr. Garrison. Could we get rid of all the Mexicans? No, Mr. Garrison, we cannot get rid of all the Mexicans. Rats. We're now at Kyle's house and they're opening up presents. Well, Ike opens up a, a dreidel. Mm-hmm. Yep, and the father's yelling at Kyle and Sheila's hiding behind him. He's basically saying, you know, you, you're not going to be getting any presents. This, this Mr. Hanky crap, he's just got to stop. I mean, it would be embarrassing. If I went to a party and Elliot's just like, oh, yeah, my best friend's a piece of shit. He comes to you at Christmas time. I'd be like, Elliot. Elliot. <laughs> or even just talking about, like, their imaginary friend. It's like, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's fine for our place, but not the not the outside world. Yeah, yeah. It's like Elliot and I have games where we play, and I'm just like, now, Elliot, remember, this is for Daddy and Elliot to play, not at daycare. It's just kind of what you go around hitting people. Um, but, yeah, so, so Sheila's hiding behind. Oh, what is Kyle's dad's name? We should know this. I'm sorry, listeners. Gerald. Oh. Gerald, okay. She's hiding behind. And she's she's almost like the supportive parent here, as opposed to the one that's usually, like, grilling him. I know, I know she has the best of intentions at her heart, but... I think it might actually be good parenting on the Brovlovsky's part to show that they're a united front in this regard. Oh, yeah, you I have mean, to be, yeah. Because Sheila is always charging in and making her presence felt and making her opinion known and all that. But if you're going to really, says the guy with no children, if you're going to impart a lesson to a child, I imagine that you would have to have both mum and dad are on the same page here. Dad feels just as strongly about this as I do, says mum. Yeah, sometimes, and you learn this as a parent, that even if you don't completely agree with their point of view, it's important that you just stick to something. Because once you start yes. going, mum says this, dad says that, game over. Elliot's starting to learn it now. I'll say no. He'll run. Oh, he'll run, playing one off the other. He'll run to mum. <laughs> what a savvy little dude. Ike drops the candle on himself, which I thought was a nice little touch there because Kyle was going on before about what's the deal with all the candles? Yeah. And, yeah, they're creating a hazard. But meanwhile, Kyle's still getting in trouble. He's being made to say there's no such thing as Mr. Hanky and he's sent to bed with no presents. Probably just a stupid dreadle anyway. What'd you say? I said, Ike's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle is brushing his teeth. How creepy, though, is Mr. Hanky? Oh, no. Just out the yeah. top. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's a really good impression, Dan. 
how good is it though when we say, you smell an awful lot like flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine anyone would smell like flowers compared to Mr. Hankey. Exactly. But he's, he's such a sweet little poo, isn't he? He's so nice. He's got nothing but nice things to say and nothing but a yep. positive message to impart. Yeah. The, the only downside is that when he leaps around doing his little dance, You've got shit smears all over your nice bathroom wall. Well, the message kind of works. The message of the episode kind of works with the character. It's like, don't focus on the fact that he's a piece of shit. Focus on his message. Oh, that's a good point. Well done, Dando. Well, shucks, if I weren't real, could I sing this jolly Christmas song? Santa Claus is on his way, he's loaded goodies on his sleigh. Drop him off on Christmas Day and I'll say howdy ho. Mr. Hanky, shh, I'll get in trouble. Folks will gather around the fire, sing a song, sound a choir, pretty soon they'll all retire and I'll say howdy ho. Kyle, what are you doing in there? Nothing. Open this door. I hope the Santa comes real soon. That song, for some reason, may- makes me nervous. It's like it gets faster and faster <laughs> as it goes. Well, it's a bit like um, oh, the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie, yeah. the one with Gene Wilder, where there there's no earthly way of knowing. But yeah, it's Santa Claus is on his way. It's getting a bit manic. The dad enters with him simply holding a piece of feces. I love the way he's like, Top Mr. Hanky. And just, just snaps. <laughs> <laughs> and the shock look at his face like, oh, shit. And, and he's in bed and he says that Sheila is going to clean it up, which I thought was hilarious. What? what, what? Then Mr. Hanky's in his bed. You should wear socks. You're going to catch a cold. <laughs> says he was going to come to school with, with Kyle to show everyone the true spirit of Christmas. The townspeople are now taking everything offensive down. Is anyone offended by mistletoe? <laughs> One hand. Lose the mistletoe. <laughs> we're out at the bus stop with the four boys. This is the scene we were discussing earlier where they're discussing the different presents they're going to be getting. And then Kyle shows up with a piece of shit in a box. Mm. And um, yeah, he's alive, I tell you. Dance, Mr. Hanky, dance. This like this would be so awkward as a friend. You'd want to support your friend. You'd want to do, do right by them. <laughs> but at the same time, one of my best mates showed up with a yeah, turd in the shoebox. I'm like... If Tony rocked up to your place, Anthony, <laughs> with a piece of shit in a box, what would happen? I would send him home forthwith. <laughs> <laughs> Take that away. <laughs> and think about think about what you've done. They're now measuring a group how offensive certain words are. Now, this is very simple. I'm going to say words, and the computer will measure how offended you are by them. In this way, we can find out which words are least offensive for use in the holiday season. Are we ready? Here we go. Christ. Hmm. Okay. Chair. Hmm. Camel. Hmm. Sand. Stupid wop dago. Bench. They're now removing the Christmas tree from the school play. They can't sing any songs that have Jesus or Santa Claus in them. It's just not going well But they can well sing a song about someone else. That's right, yes. <laughs> so, Kyle suggests Kyle's mum's a stupid bitch. And this is nowhere near as good as the one in the movie, but it is still fucking hilarious. It's a very, very good first draft, yes. shall we say. The bit about the movie that I love is what, I really mean it, Kyle's mum, yeah. when he gets it. <laughs> and the kids singing around the world, that's also amazing. <laughs> But Mr. Hanky arrives mid-song, 
And uh, he says, I'm going to teach him a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the I mean, Mr. Hanky is a, is a positive uh, positive dude. He's not yeah. going to, you know, take any slander against Kyle's mum. <laughs> Did you just throw doo-doo at Eric? Uh, you sick bastard! <laughs> Cartman is just, cannot believe, he's dis- in disbelief that Kyle was throwing a piece of poo at his face. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing about that song, though, was Mr. Garrison clapping along mid-song as well. <laughs> yeah. We cut to Kyle with Mr. Mackey to confront his problem. Mm. And uh, he thinks he's got feca- is it? Is it fecophilia? Fecophilia? Fecophilia, yeah. You're obsessed with, with, the, with the mookie stinks. <laughs> he thinks because he's Jewish at Christmas time that it's a, it's a tough time because the kid's making fun of him and he feels like a, a loner, yeah. angry enough to kill. No, I'm good, okay. Uh, he says he's all screwed up in the head and you know you think that this Mr. Hanky is real because he's the only friend that you really have. Then Mr. Hanky appears like in his bathing suit, like with a little shower hat on, <laughs> like, 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 washing himself in Mr. Mackey's coffee. Oh, God, that's... <laughs> you see, Kyle, sometimes we feel like an outsider. We, we create friends, okay, in our minds, okay? But Mr. Hanky seems so real. Well, of course he does. And in your screwed up little head, he's the only friend you have. Right now, you're nuttier than Chinese chicken salad, okay? I mean, you're one screwed up little kid, do you understand? So try and stay positive, stay away from drugs and alcohol, and in the meantime, I'm going to put you on a heavy regimen of Prozac. (gasps) Oh my god, you sick little monkey! You sick little monkey! Monkey. That's so (laughs) revolting. Oh... I, th- I think it really just touches on something quite primal and yeah. disturbing here. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't call myself like a, a cleanliness freak because, well, my house is quite revolting. No, no, it's not that bad. But the idea of like a shit smear on the wall or like a, a turd in your coffee cup and, it, and you've taken a sip from it. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> it really just makes the skin crawl. I've developed somewhat of a... Yeah, you... I don't know. Not like, a resistance, I, but... Um, like, like, shit isn't as bad. Like It's almost like you got vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. The moment I had to get shit out of a bath, that was like the line had been crossed. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so yeah, so Mr. Mackey uh, is just traumatized. He cannot believe it. The mayor then says that they can't include Christmas lights either, so they're taking the Christmas lights down because it's offensive to people who have epilepsy. So he asks Kenny... That's an aspect of the episode we've got to discuss. Kenny doesn't die in this episode. I was going to wait till the very end to discuss that, but uh, we can do it now if you like. But yeah, I just thought it was another nice Christmas touch that they 
Yeah. Yeah, even Kenny had a happy ending this year. He, but it was very funny the way they played it up, the music cue, and he's going, pull the plugs out, which are, for some reason, surrounded by water. Oh, yeah, just putting him in all these life-threatening situations, yeah. these precarious situations, all the way through the episode. I've gotten my notes, even animated, seeing electricity around water and people walking near it just makes me very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're playing it up. Obviously, Kenny is okay. Mr. Mackey is then being chased by Kyle, who's running around carrying the piece of poo. And uh, even he, he begs to his... to. Kyle's friends, you've got to you've got to do something with this kid, okay? So they commit him to the mental house. For the, he says he's clinically depressed. He's a clinically depressed thicophiliac on Prozac. On, on Prozac. How good with the jacket guys? Jacket, 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 jacket. jacket. <laughs> <laughs> they drag him away, and Cartman wishes him a happy Hanukkah. We come back from the final commercial, and it's now time for the Christmas experience. The kids are all wearing their leotards, all just black leotards. Everyone is excited in the audience. It was the guy who had the not as beautiful as you it was his voice oh was that him yeah well it wasn't it was him but it was his voice he's, he's like <laughs> they're taking the light taking nothing Christian in sight so they're all pumped and Sheila's pumped as well she just wishes Kyle was there and he's singing dreidel 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 in the mental house yep with my favourite bit second verse same as the first <laughs> someone then notices it as a star and <laughs> heck was this Jimbo oh for god's sakes hey don't push your beliefs on me buddy <laughs> <laughs> So Garrison says, Kenny, can you please take that star down that's over the shark tank from the third act? Yep, and it's a ladder with at, le- at least one broken rung in it. Yeah. The host then introduces the, non- the most non-offensive, non-denominational holiday song by Chef. I'm going to lay you down, bother you along. I'm going to love you right. Baby, I'm going to deck your halls and silent your night. Angels sing when I'm sliding off your bra. I just can't wait to jingle your bells and fa-la-la your love. I wish Kyle was here. It just doesn't seem right without him. Well, okay, going to be locked up for a while, so get used to it. Okay, kids, get ready to take your places. Thank you, Chef. The thing is, of all the things they're offended by, they're not offended by Chef's song. Yeah, which is... Sexy even by chef standards. I was, I'm going to fa-la-la your la. <laughs> it's amazing. It's really good. Yeah, the fact that they're okay with that, but not the star. But <laughs> Kenny is safe once again. He's taking the star down. It's now time for the kids to do their performance and Philip Glass is composing the music. It's just horrific, isn't it? Oh, I quite like Philip Glass. So I'm like, yeah, I'd listen to this. <laughs> I mean- <laughs> was that Philip Glass? Because that sounded like Trey talking, right? Yeah, I don't think they actually got Philip Glass. It was just Glass. Philip Glass playing the music. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. Trey, I've got here, Trey sounds like he's having a great time narrating this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's the most most like poncy poem you could ever hear in your mm. life. The crowd hate it. They can't believe it. And it's all their fault. They wanted this. They break out into a riot because they're blaming each other. And Chef then asks, hey, kids, where's Kyle? They mention that, you know, Mr. Hanky. Oh, Mr. Hanky's real? Oh, shit. The kids realize they've made a big mistake. Did you notice that Sheila belts uh, Gerald? I did not see the right At the end of the scene, yeah, she she pushes over Gerald. Then we get uh, the fake Mr. Hanky commercial. Not fake? You mean that Mr. Hanky kid is not real? Ah. See, kids, why the long faces? We're bored. There's nothing to do. Well, maybe this will help. That's right, kids. Now you can make your very own Mr. Hanky. Just use this special fecal fishing net and select your best Mr. Hanky. Then use the handcrafted hanky stand to add whatever eyes, mouth, and hats you want. I'm 
made a mariachi, Mr. Hank. Now it's a Mrs. Hank. Let's put the fizz hat on him. I wish Daddy was still alive. Mr. Hanky playset comes with everything seen young. Hey, where's Mr. Hanky? Mr. Hanky playset. I don't remember ever seeing this, but I'm assuming they would have aired this as soon as the commercial break started at fear of people missing it. But yeah, how amazing was it? It was just the best. It's so accurate. It's so dead on. It's literally Trey and Matt to a T, everything about mm. it. it to, to think they got away with putting this on television, it's just amazing. So the, we get back and the crowd is still rioting. All the kids say they, they believe now, they believe Mr. Hanky, and all of a sudden he appears. And says hi to Chef. And Carton's like, fuck it, screw you guys, I'm going home. Talking poo is where I draw the line, he leaves. <laughs> Chef says, everyone's about to kill each other, you need to do something, Mr. Hanky. So Mr. Hanky then gives his big spiel, how good the stop fighting. <laughs> it's so amazing. I, says am, it. I am constantly impressed by your Mr. Hanky voice, it's so good. <laughs> Thanks, man. And um, yeah, it's, and they, like, what the hell is that? It's this piece of shit talking. And he says they need to focus. They focus too much on what's wrong with Christmas. Need to focus more on what's right about it. The time of year when you forget all the bad stuff and just enjoy each other's company. I've got here, damn right. Very much so. We all celebrate it in different ways, but I think the core message of the season is the same. Yeah, exactly. Appreciate what you've got personally and everything around you, and peace on earth and goodwill to all. Still, Stan says this is pretty fucked up. (laughs) 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 Kyle is singing, "I'm a lonely Jew in uh, in the mental house." We're allowed to say mental house because that's, that's what they call it on the show mm. here. It's based to Seinfeld. What's they call oh, it in Seinfeld? I'm not sure what they call it in Seinfeld. They called it a something clinic, wasn't it? I can't remember. It's oh, a, yeah. Um, it wasn't a mental house. No, no. <laughs> it, was, it was It was. a very nice euphemism that they yes, used. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to like the nut house or the, uh, the booby hatch or whatever. <laughs> Mr. Hanky then arrives and all the town are there with their candles. And Kyle realizes that he's not crazy. And then they all sing along. They sing the Mr. Hanky song. Sometimes he's nutty, sometimes he's corny He can be brown or greenish-brown But if you eat fiber on Christmas Eve He might come to your town Mr. Hanky Well, I've got a long night ahead of me Bye-bye Merry Christmas Goodbye, Mr. Hanky Bring me lots of presents I always believed in you Howdy ho-ho-ho He can be brown or greenish brown. (laughs) Brown. (laughs) Sometimes he's nutty, sometimes he's corny. Yeah, it's very good. (laughs) Which is just splendid because, yes, that's what Pooh is. (laughs) He leaves with Santa. How good was that howdy ho ho ho? I really liked that nice little touch. Oh, yeah, that was a lovely uh, sort of joining together of two things, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And Stan has learned something today that Jewish people are okay and Hanukkah can be cool too. Something still seem, doesn't doesn't seem right though. You know, Incomplete. Finish. We, we get the, yeah. the drum roll. Kenny's looking around nervous, and the words "the end" appear, and he celebrates. Woo-hoo. Then when they cut to Jesus, I, I thought it was going to be a cutscene to Kenny somehow dying. So did I actually, but no, it's just a, a lonely Jesus celebrating his birthday all by himself. Yeah, e- everyone's like angry about what, what we celebrate on Christmas. Poor Jesus is by himself having his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of Mister Hanky the Christmas Pooh. What a Christmas special. Oh, what an episode. I think you'd be, you're well within your rights to air that every Christmas at the Dando household. It may even make the rotation at the Davis household. 
it's one of those things like I, I finished watching it going I'm annoyed at myself for not watching this for 20 years mm. or whatever it has been <laughs> yes. but you know at least I've rewatched it now thank God for this podcast I probably wouldn't have revisited it and what an episode I just I, I think this is my top three so far that we've done I have had so much fun so many belly laughs it was great I think also too I just love Christmas I've made that perfectly yes. clear I'm a big Christmas guy and um, yeah everything about this I just thought was just great there was no misses in this episode for me usually there's a couple of like oh, I don't know about that there was none of those in this episode for me yeah, nothing really leapt out at me as like, uh, you could have done that a bit better or oh, that's out of place. No, everything everything slotted together nicely, worked very well. I will say it made me wish this year would hurry up and get to late December already. Hello, sir. Postman Butters with a special delivery for you. All right, it is time for some South Park mailbag questions. Andrew has sent in this. He says, how do you think South Park had managed to stay or has or had managed to stay culturally relevant after 25 years when other animated long-running shows have fallen away in quality. Well, I think that's because the show is able to be turned around so quickly. Mm. They can stay on the pulse a lot more than what other shows can. Like The Simpsons still takes nine months to produce an episode. So by the time an episode comes out, they can't be on top of what's in the news this week. So a lot of the time, the biggest read of South Park episodes are when there's a big news story. So just say, for example, South Park this week, they could do an episode on the Russia-Ukraine incident. Uh, a scenario right now. Yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean? they, they could have an episode out next week. It's still relevant. Everyone's talking about it. You know, hashtag World War Three, hashtag Ukraine, all that kind of stuff. They can capitalize on the SEO aspect of things as well. But whilst people are talking about a certain news story, they're usually the first ones to have an episode about it because of the way they turn the show around. So I think that's how they've managed to stay on the pulse. What about yourself? One thing that I think is that I think Parker and Stone are kind of fearless. I don't think yep. they, they're not beholden to, shall we say, corporate overlords or something like that. And also, they've got what we've talked about in the past. They've got a bit of fuck you money under their belt now. And they could probably just say at any stage, oh, you don't like what we're doing? Well, fuck you, we quit. Yeah, well, if, if someone said to them, that person shouldn't be voicing that character, they'd go, yeah, fuck off. We don't care. Fuck you, yeah. don't watch it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whether it's the fact that it's on... Where's it airing now? Is it on Paramount Plus or... Yeah, Paramount Plus. And but it was I, well, on Comedy first- Central for a while, so it, it oh, wasn't no, it's still, like- it's still, on, it's still Comedy Central. Yeah, but it wasn't yeah. like, oh, well, we've got to, you know, attract, you know, 25 million viewers per episode or, or we're stuffed. It's like, well, no, I mean, we've always sort of made it for a small but select audience that is also- Always there. Always there. And also kind of tastemakers as well. It's like, if you like South Park, it's- I say this with all due respect to The Simpsons or other animated shows, it's a little cooler- Oh, always has been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I get the feeling that gives Parker and Stone a little more sort of latitude to do exactly what they like as opposed to oh, guys, we don't want to offend the um the advertisers with this or you know, oh, we might be getting letters from such and such at which point this is purely speculative on my part, but I get the feeling that Trey and Matt would might say, well, you know, fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They don't, they don't like it, don't watch. Yeah. <laughs> See, they've created the reputation now of, oh, it's just South Park. So, sponsors know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. They attract that young 18 to 49 demo, which sponsors want. Exactly, yeah. And plus, I don't think there's a lot of advertising or branding or merch that goes along with South Park. I'm sure there is, but not as much as, say, other shows. So. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, they're not beholden to people cracking the whip or sort of trying to put the fist down. And I'm just saying, no, no, we do as we please. People like it. Some people seem to like it. So, yeah, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Don't try and tell us what to do. And if people complain, 
they can sort of say to them back, well, it's South Park. What did you expect you were going to yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. And, th- and what's more, they'll probably make fun of that as well. Yeah. Uh, this question here comes from Rowan. Rowan says, is seeing a talking piece of poo where you would draw the line? If I, if I did a shit and it started talking back to me, I'd probably commit myself. What about you? <laughs> I imagine I would be doing a lot of this, sort of shaking my head like, you know, like the um, like the drunk in the old movies who sees a UFO or something. What? And throws it away. It's like, oh, I shouldn't be drinking anymore. But you're like, yeah, certainly where I draw the line. All right. So that is the mailbag for this week. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to our review of Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo. What an episode. Had an absolute blast. The next episode we will be reviewing here on Going Down to South Park is Damien. So I'm looking oh. forward to that one as well. It's got a classic boxing match in that one. So that one was actually produced before, I believe, the last three that we've reviewed because they were holiday episodes. We had the Thanksgiving, we had the Halloween episode, and we now had the Christmas episode. So they've pushed Damien yeah. back to, um, to, to after this one. So Damien is going to be the next one we're going to be reviewing. Don't forget, guys, if you are enjoying the show here and you want to show some support, you can get early access to the show. So you can be one episode ahead at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. This show is part of the Four Finger Discount Network where we host five of our main shows. We've got this one, Going Down to South Park, Talking Seinfeld. We've got the one about friends, Four Finger Discount, the main one, The Simpsons, the bread and butter of the, of the network, as well as the Patreon-exclusive Tales of Futurama. So if you're a Futurama fan, make sure you become a Four Finger Discount Going Down to South Park patron and you get access to that. Also get access to the Facebook group where you can banter with Guy and myself on a daily basis on Facebook. You get prize access to prize draws and Zoom calls and much, much more for as little as $1. That's patreon.com slash discount. The link is in the description of this podcast. We would appreciate your support. Also, if you don't want to become a patron, that's fine, but we would appreciate if you could uh, leave us a rating and review on on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to the to the uh, to the show. We want to boost those ratings up and get some more reviews, and we will read them out on the show. And if you do have a question for us or just a message, you can send it through to southparkmailbag at gmail.com. As I said, next episode is going to be Damien. Looking forward to that one. But for now, Mr. Davis, any final words for our amazing listeners? What else can one say but... Howdy-ho! Sherlock by Sherlock or Rebecca G. Then, and don't forget all the trouble we got into. Why does somebody not know how to flush a toilet after they've had a shit? What do you mean? Well, I was fucking one of yes. Disgusting.